All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Prim Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie, our second entry in Reboot Ween, where we go ahead and take a look at rebooted or just generally new entries in a lawn series that has been dormant for some time. Uh, we're taking a look at the 2023 Saw X, also known to some other people as Saw Ten. I learned my Roman numerals through Final Fantasy games. How about you, Andrew? That's a great question. Uh, fuck, what did I learn my numerals? School, probably. No, I really don't think it was school. I'm not going to lie. I, feel, I, th- I think it's also something kind of like nerdy. I just can't think of what it is. Huh. It actually may have been Final Fantasy. Honestly, now that I think about it. <laughs> like, I don't. I didn't play them a lot as a kid, but I think that like I knew of them. Like, I always knew that Final Fantasy VII is 7. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That might be it. I, actually, because no, actually back when I had the PlayStation 1, you got the demo disc. You got the, final, oh, you got yeah. the demo disc for Final uh, for the PlayStation uh, Pizza Putt Final uh, PlayStation disc came with Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's where I got it. There we go. I yeah. think I had the exact same one, because that was my first Final Fantasy game, and got those Pizza Hut demo discs. That I think there was one that was like Final Fantasy VIII, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and just a whole bunch of other really, really great um, Yeah, Ape Escape um, is on there. Spyro Rufus Rage Ape was Escape. on there. Got, like, Ape like, Escape is like, an amazing game. And like that's all you needed. Like I, you just, I just played those games constantly. I like. I think we didn't get Tony Hawk Pro Skater until like a while after we had that demo disc. And I, ne- I never fucking got Spiral or Ape Escape. I just played that fucking demo over and over again. Mm-hmm. No, Ape Escape was a solid game. I would definitely recommend going back on that one. Spiral's pretty good too. Um, yeah, that's that right there. Uh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Well, anyway, um, Andrew, uh, let's go ahead and start with this movie then for Saw Ten. So, uh, once again, if you are not familiar with the series, this is the quintessential torture porn movie on there, where it starts off with the Jigsaw Killer um, kind of kidnapping people who don't appreciate life in some way. Either they're suicidal, or either they're um, drug-inhibited, or they have just some sort of net negative impact on their own lives and the lives of others. So Jigsaw puts them through these traps to teach them a little bit something in terms of how to appreciate life a little bit better. Sure, you may be losing your hand or your eye or, you know, you may have gone through this terrible traumatic experience, but it's, you know, it's okay because you've survived and you're good to go. And that was the original intention of the movie. Uh, But of course, as the series went on, it was just torture porn for the sake of torture porn. Um, The more and more I think about it, the more and more the opening of Scream 4 kind of rings true in terms of they're talking about, yeah, if there's no character developments, just bodies and corpses. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we can start off with what is your history with the Saw series? So, uh, I, I have watched everyone except I really, so I thought I hadn't seen the last couple I had, I just had never saw, saw or spiral. Um, so yeah, I watched them mostly. I, I don't think I got, I think the first one I saw in theaters was three. And then I think I skipped four, went right to five, um, in, in the original run. Uh, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed them. I really liked the first one. Like, uh. I was actually talking to somebody about it the other day. Uh, we were having like a Halloween or a horror movie night, and we were talking about uh, how we both kind of we both really enjoyed the first one. Then we completely forget that Danny Glover and that entire side plot with like the police is in, is involved. So like mm-hmm. we you know you enjoy the core trap a little bit, uh, but um, so yeah, like one is always my favorite. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, I mean, it's always not good of a movie. Uh, so actually, I think five might actually be my follow up favorite. I really liked five, and I liked kind of the story behind it um, and like the the morals within it. Um, 
but I don't know, I, I've always enjoyed them, but I've always kind of questioned their, uh, uh, how to say it, their legitimacy. Like, I feel like there's a big, like, like, like you mentioned, there's that big push of like, you know, Jigsaw is just trying to like, make people appreciate life. It's like, but is he really? Is he? No, he's not. <laughs> uh, 100% not. And I really want to see a movie where like, fully goes into that, like the hypocrisy of his entire makeup and that sort of thing too. But mm -hmm. it is kind of a little bit of back and forth in terms of maybe Jigsaw is a flawed antagonist and he really believes this stuff. And that might make him a little bit more interesting. But at the same time too, I think eventually the studio executives just kind of came on in and was just like, okay, we need to show more people dying. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So we're just going to kind of get rid of that whole theme altogether on mm -hmm. that front. I mean, like, the series went some weird places or just some really like, places where it felt like it was really running out of steam. I remember Saw 6. That was the one where Jigsaw like kills all the people in the health insurance company that denied his claims or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, they're, they're, they're completely running out of steam. But Wait, was that 6? I thought that was 5. Uh, 5 was the one where there was the 5 people in the place and they get trapped and there's a glass bomb and like at one point i think like he has to cut open his arm to like drain some blood in there to unlock something that, i'm pretty that, sure oh you're right you're six. right yes you're right i apologize yes yes you're right. i, I yeah. actually I predatory think, lenders i always think they're the same movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah that's that's a problem I don't blame there i feel like i feel like like part of this series i feel like it's so because like i think they're so convoluted and like the the story and the lore behind them especially when the, you think of like what happens outside of the games it's so hard to track and like just remember mm -hmm. what's one movie and what's another movie like honestly four and yeah four and five <laughs> like i the i basically what, what what's the um fuck what's the uh the villain of those who's the the jigsaw oh, hoffman yeah hoffman the hoffman's mm -hmm. like trilogy like, I, I fucking can't like place what's going on in any of them. Uh, if, if you were well, he's there throughout the entire series. He, he's introduced in four, and then mm -hmm. he's there till the very end um, of three D at the very least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's actually a good point to touch on there too. Like this series, first one was fairly self contained, and I was mm -hmm. just like, okay, this is this is cool. It's a cool twist at the very end. That Zepp's theme is pretty awesome. Um, Saw two was just like, okay, this is getting a little bit more convoluted, but you know, it's it's all right. There's a good twist at the end there too. And then three was just like, okay, that's that's a decent way to end this little trilogy. It's not the best movie. I think the twist was a little bit convoluted on that one too, but that's fine. And then ever since then, they just kept trying to like get flashbacks here and there to like say this character was really there all along. And yeah. I, yeah, after four, I just couldn't make heads or tails in terms of what the overarching plot was. And yeah. I, it was very much, I, they just kept trying to cram things over and over into there again in there to figure out exactly where they could take it because it is eventually evolves into a series that just twists for the sake of a twist. Well, so, I thought like they just keep constantly pulling, uh, pulling up like new apprentices or, or are, they, are they successors? Is that what they're called? He's like, yeah, know, something his, like that. His, his new, you know, his, his, I think he has four by the end of, uh, by the end of the series. Uh, and one of them I wouldn't really count as like a real successor. He just kind of took, he just kind of did jigsaw like shit uh in spiral mm -hmm. from what i've from I've read about him uh but yeah it's it's insane like the, the way that this franchise goes and i really i i, I like before getting into the movie i have a question for you how mm -hmm. much do you think any of this is planned ahead of time or do you think this is really oh 100 not okay no. thank god okay good good, good. no I, I would say probably the first three movies may have been planned. I, I think the first movie was meant to be standalone, and then they may have planned the second and third movie with kind of a semblance of like, okay, let's make this into a trilogy. But beyond that, no, 100%. They were making it up as they went along. Mm -hmm. And then, Dan, I have a question for you. Uh, before I forget mm -hmm. this movie. Were you excited for this movie? Were you? No. I, 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 what are your thoughts <laughs> coming into this movie, I suppose? 
No, not really. Like, for me personally, Saw is a decent part of my teenage and college years. It's like, okay, I've enjoyed some of these movies. It's one of those film series where I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of these series. And then I think to myself, well, I have watched every one. Am I a fan (laughs) of these? I think what it comes down to is it's a very consistent series. You know what you're getting. Um there, there's going to be lots of torture traps. There's going to be a jigsaw and the creepy doll. There's going to be some sort of twist with Zepp's theme at the very end there where it goes, do, 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 do. Um, and if that's what you were expecting, fine. That's that's absolutely fine. But after Jigsaw, after Spiral, I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I I, I think the series ended with Saw 3D, and honestly, that one was... Even then, it was just like, okay, it's it's done. It's it's it doesn't need to continue any longer. Uh, but this movie did came out, um, and I um, yeah, let's get into thoughts about it. I actually um, did not mind this film. I, I I would say I quite liked it. Hmm. How about you? I did not mind it up until uh, the halfway point. Up, up until the trap started happening. I guess mm-hmm. I, I I was. The only thing that sold me on this that made me kind of piqued my interest is that I liked it that they advertised that Jigsaw would actually be, like, a big character. And not just kind of, like, him, you know, smoozing about and being like, ooh, it's me, Jigsaw, in the background. This is my, like, trap. This is my thing. Oh, this is Hoffman. Let's go talk about how I'm going to save your life. It was actually, like, seeing him and, like, seeing him kind of, like, develop as a character to a degree. Like, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, But then it also made me, like, dislike him to a degree because, like, seeing his delusion of how much he thinks he is like a good guy it just felt like i don't know i i always kind of like jigsaw as a character who like you know kind of talked about being a good guy in the morals that he does but you know in the end kind of knew that he was being a dick you know he was like mm-hmm. yo fuck you guys like i hate my life not him you know, i'm disappointed with how my life has turned out you know all this shit has happened to me and i'm gonna fuck with you and yeah you know my goal is to quote unquote like you know save you but in reality i'm just i'm just fucking with people you know amanda some people survive that's fine but you know in the end he's just fucking with people uh but this made him just seem like a fucking insane guy like and more not just insane but like completely deluded this movie especially the second half his like i don't know i almost feel like the franchise kind of turned and pivoted to him being a hero almost Mm -hmm. and that was weird for this clear murderer to be like doubled down on instead of just being a cult who's like yeah jigsaw's a hero to actually being like no 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 he's our hero character and you're like ooh, but no but he's not he's he's not like that's i don't know that's that that's what it lost me i think at the end of this movie um but anyway um yeah and it's interesting you say that because i would disagree with you up until the ending scene which is framed as very heroic and i'm just like okay all right all right yeah i I get how the movie's trying to go there too because there were a lot of moments in the movie where him and amanda were kind of at odds with each other back and forth in terms of his philosophy versus what she believes as well and trusting in the process and that sort of thing and personally, I've always found him an interesting character, at least in the first couple movies later on in the series when they're like, I don't know, it, it, it's later on the series, honestly, it's kind of feels like, oh, these contractors stiffed me out of $1,000 or something like that. I'm going to go ahead and set them up for my, because they didn't build my garden shed right or some shit yeah. like that. that. That's kind of what this character turns into by the end of the base series <laughs> on this front. So what this movie is trying to do a little bit more is it's 
Tobin Bell Jigsaw is the protagonist of this movie. Like, full stop. Everything revolves around him. We see it from his perspective the entire way through. And I do think that was the right decision. I think mm. that was a great way to kind of set it up and a great way to kind of change the formula on its head. Because Tobin Well plays him really well. The yeah. man's 81 years old, which is crazy. Um, still acting, still doing stuff. Um, but yeah, he is Jigsaw at this point. I, I would say he's very iconic to the horror community. And... Seems like a decent guy, too, from what I can tell. He's at a lot of fan conventions, and he's really, really kind of hamming up the role a lot as possible. Um, but it, I, it was, like you were saying, the first, like, 40 minutes to an hour, aside from one scene, which really doesn't count, there really aren't any traps. There, There isn't any gore. It's just him going on the journey that kicks off this entire movie. Um, and it's a very reflective piece of a man who has been diagnosed with terminal cancer and what he'll do to survive against it. Um, and yeah, I was very impressed with the first half of this movie. Eventually, of course, then we get into the traps and that sort of thing too. And I agree there. I have problems with the second half, but overall I would say I like this one. I think it's a good direction for the series to set up on. But and I want to say, like, my, uh, and again, so the plot of this movie, as you kind of mentioned, is that you know this mm-hmm. movie takes place after the first movie, before the second movie, and it's um, it, it's the story of how Jigsaw takes a trip to Mexico um, to basically get a miracle cure for his cancer, and is ends up being finding out that he kind of basically paid into a scam where they just took his money and kind of left. Essentially, it was like a fake setup for doctors uh, who were going to do this, and basically the film is then him uh, capturing and punishing those who set him up. Um, and again, I think that is a very, it's a, you know, these are clearly predators preying on people who, you know, have very little, um, but it's also almost set up as if these people, uh, how to say, um, a lot of them, other than maybe the main lady are kind of like, uh, transigents in the sense that they're kind of grabbed in this local area. They're kind of, you know, this lady comes and meets up with them and then leaves. So the degree of the punishments that some of these people get for being almost like very bit part players in this to me is a little insane. Um, yeah. Uh, and that, and I do, like, I do like how the movie actually does bring that up with uh, the character of Gabriella. Amanda actually does bring that up to Jigsaw and basically go just like, "Hey, um, should we be doing this to her? It's kind of a little bit extreme for what she did exactly." So I, mean, I, I do like the movie mentioned that it doesn't really go anywhere with it, but well, it's insane that she so so Ga- Gabriella. Uh, Actually, we can talk about this later. Or, okay, yeah, right let's now. do that later. Okay, that's right. So, yeah, so, okay, so the first impressions before we go into two-minute spoilers, because I feel like a lot of this movie is the spoiler. Like, I think, you know, people watch this movie to see how the traps end, I guess, and so I feel like we'll probably go into that. Uh, but if you were, Dan, if you were to, you know, in general, uh, you know, give this movie uh, out of five stars, what would you give this movie? Uh, I would say probably three tops on this point. Like, it's, it's still a Saw movie, it's a lot more character-driven, which I think was a very good decision. Again, going back to the Scream 4 thing, it's just like, unless there's you know character development, it's just a bunch of bodies stacked on top of each other. Um, and I, I did really like what they changed this with. It was a lot slower paced, a lot less mm-hmm. extreme than the other movies where they just kept trying to top themselves over and over again. Um, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I would say a three, probably. Yeah, and I think I'll, I think I'll settle there as well. I, I think that I was like in terms of like the continuity. You know, obviously this is uh, actually maybe I should have set out a ten because <laughs> this is the tenth. Uh, in terms of like you know, if you were to say give me your top three saws, is this anywhere in that or? Uh, good question. All right, so let me go ahead and kind of think of that right quick. 
I'm gonna pull these up in a list and I'm gonna go ahead and rank them. I would probably say this would fall probably around the level of Saw 3 for me. I think the first one's still the best one. Saw 2 is probably number 2. Saw 3 is probably number 3. And then after that, they're all just kind of lumped together for me. So I would probably place it somewhere between... Did I like it better than 3? I think I like this better than 3. I would place it probably somewhere between 2 and 3. And then, yeah, 4 through 7 are just all lumped together. I cannot rank them because they all blend together for me. And then Jigsaw and Spiral are just both pretty bad. So I would place that at the very bottom. How dare you? Oh, do you like them? No, no, no. I'm in the same boat. Actually, I, I, again, I really like, I really enjoyed, uh, I guess, five. Because <laughs> um, I think that's, that's like the second one I got to see in theaters. Uh, and I just have a good experience with that. Um, and, I, and as you mentioned, I really liked, I thought that a lot, I think a lot of traps for me don't do it and don't make sense. And I think the twist at the end of five that had they all worked together and had they not been so selfish, they would have survived and they all could have gotten That was a good one, yeah. I think that was like, that was the best for me, like twist of like, of Jigsaw. Of like, oh, yeah, so this is the, this is the message. Work together, don't be an asshole. And because they were all selfish assholes, they died. Um, it, that, that to me made the most sense in terms of like the idea that they could have all gotten out of this. And I think yeah. a lot of the traps that in this movie and other movies really aren't fair. And I think that one is very fair. Uh, not fair, but because they didn't know what it was. But like every time I think about the first one, I think about the fact that Lee Winnell's character had a key in a bathtub, and the, yes. the twist was that when he woke up, he the key went down the drain, and I was like, "How the fuck was he supposed to know about that?" Yeah, that was a like, terrible, terrible. Trip. That was dumb as shit. And the fact that then they're like, "What a twist!" It's like, "No, what a dumb fucking thing!" Like that, that that's that's where I'm like, "No, Jigsaw, you're a fucking idiot." Like that's you're you're not doing anything moral here. You well, that wasn't to... the big twist in the first movie, in my opinion. Oh. The big twist was. You know what the big twist is, yeah. But, but also, uh, yeah, dumb twist because also like yes, like I, I, uh, I, I, I again, I really like Saw. I think Saw one gets my in my top three, but I also hate Saw one for so many reasons. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So I, I think I think it's somewhere in the top three there as well. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So let's, do you want to hop into it with spoilers and whatnot and all that? Yeah, let's get to the spoiler territory. I I think we're pretty similar on consensus here. Like, if you like the Saw movies, this is a decent entry in it. Just be aware it is much more character-driven, a lot more slower-paced on that front. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. Um, So Andrew did set up the uh, kind of premise of the film. Basically, Jigsaw, this is set between, I think, one and two or two and three, something around there. I think one and a half is what they said, is what I heard. Yeah, something like that. So basically before, you know, everyone dies. Um, But basically... Uh, Jigsaw is finds this miracle treatment from this uh, doctor who is basically keeping big farmers keeping them down. Um, so he goes to Mexico where they've set up this like makeshift surgery center and undergoes and pays like a quarter of a million dollars for this surgery. And then he finds out later that they basically conned him. He hasn't they didn't do anything to him, but they did steal his money. Um, so he kidnaps them and puts them through this trap. And that's uh, how it goes. So that's pretty much it. Um, Amanda, the protege, is also there as well. She is a major character in the second half of the movie. Um, The people who are kidnapped, we have, let's see here, we have Cecilia, who is um, the doctor slash person who kind of organizes this whole scam. And she's the main antagonist of this movie. Uh, there's also Gabriella, the, you know, sweet caretaker who ends up being like this drug-addled, you know, um, club girl. There's Diego, who was the one who um, 
what did he do? He was one of the uh, nurses, or he was one of the providers. He was the anesthetician. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, anesthesiologist right there. And then uh, Valentina, who is one of the nurses. So basically, the four of them are in this room together with Amanda. Uh, There is also a couple other people that were in on the trap as well, including the cab driver um, who took John from the airport, and then also the um, surgeon. the surgeon. Uh, no, not the surgeon. The okay, uh, he, guy. The fake guy. Who was... Oh, oh, the, sorry. The, the guy. I, 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 yeah. I think you're talking about Diego's two roles. Sorry. No, 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 no. Now, the uh, guy, the... Um, fuck, I forgot his name. The, the, the other... Parker? Parker. Yeah, that was his name. What, uh, what Parker was, name? was... He was basically a guy who faked being operated on like jigsaw sees him and he's just like oh yeah yeah the surgery yesterday it feels great this place is totally legit that sort of thing mm-hmm. but those are our major players in this movie uh but yeah uh so basically first half of the movie once again very slow paced very character driven it's honestly kind of hopeful at a lot of points in terms of jigsaws just like oh this is really wonderful i actually have a life now I, i'm not gonna die in a few months this is wonderful i'm really really happy about it and the scene where he goes back and he discovers that it was all a scam, um, what he does or how he finds this out is that the main character, Gabriella, who's basically set up to be this like really sweet Spanish girl who can't speak much English but just tries to set up everything for him, um, she mentions that she really likes this tequila brand. So he buys the tequila, finds a way back to the warehouse where they were operated in, and then finds out from there that, oh, shit, this is completely empty. They completely... Uh, you know, screwed me over on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, first half of the movie, your opinions on that one? I I enjoyed it. Again, like, it, every time I, like, I enjoy it by itself. Like, I, I love the idea of seeing this character who, you know, we know is kind of seeing his, his fall or see his attempt to not fall. Part of what I think makes this hard for me is that the fact that this, this part takes place after Saw 1. I would have loved this as the prequel to Saw 1, where he hasn't killed... Because, you know, in Saw 1, he's already a serial killer at that point. He has killed multiple mm-hmm. people in horrifying ways. But I think if we flipped the switch, flipped this, and had it be that this is before then, and this was his last attempt at humanity, this is the last attempt to, like, you know, save himself, I would have loved that. Uh, but it's, it's I while I enjoy watching it, the part in the back of my mind where I'm like, no, this is a serial killer, you know, it's hard to, like, completely buy into his, like, redemption, I guess you'd say. Because, like... Is, is his plan to get better and then keep killing people? Because that's kind of fucks up his character. Uh, you know, like, that's, like, when he, when he first gets healed, there's that scene of him, and he, he rips out the um, the reverse bear trap drawing that he did to kind of show that he's, you know, theoretically maybe moving on. Um, uh, but again, it's weird because he's already, he's already a murderer at that point. Uh, so again, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like how you mentioned, you know, the him kind of talking about death and life and, like, you know, trying to live up to his, his be his best person, I guess. Um, I would have liked to see more of some reflection on his wife and his lost child. Like, you know, the miscarriage and stuff. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot I about like that, that. Like, that, that's a huge that was, part that of That was a plot point. Of the yeah, I totally forgot about that. Right? I, I mean, it's because they, they killed off his wife in a really fucking dumb way in the later movies. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, like, I, I know, I feel I like, that, that, again, that was an element that was missing. I don't know why. I think that maybe having him, like, reach out to his wife and be like, hey, I'm going to try experimental treatment. I know that we know we're on good footing. It's, again, it, it's like they were developing the character but forgetting key parts of who he was um it, it kind of felt like um i haven't seen it but the uh the don't breathe sequel where it's about you know the guy who rapes oh, yeah. women <laughs> saving somebody with a, with a hammer saving a child with a hammer after saving his uh rape child with a hammer that you know that weird kind of situation it seemed like uh, mm-hmm. 
it's that kind of thing where like you know you oh you kind of like his character but then you kind of remember who he is uh mm-hmm. but you know i liked how they're setting up um but also me think john kramer is an idiot when he's like i'm gonna go to mexico and get a questionable procedure where i get kidnapped as part of this thing and you know it's a like for a guy who sets up all these crazy traps and does all this research and like i think is a very like has like a doctorate in architecture or something like that like to just kind of buy it and his wife like you know i think this like homeless shelter and drug shelter like seems to have like it's not like he's a completely innocent guy he kind of knows the underside of things to just completely mm-hmm. trust these people just feels really especially you know his character again who kind of lost hope to the point that he's killing people i felt un- yeah un- i I, me. I honestly am i just gonna disagree with that because it's very clear in this movie like it is desperation at this point he mm-hmm. is going to die in months and he is willing to try anything at this point so i mean like where's the money gonna go at that point he's at this point amanda is set up as the apprentice so like he literally says in this movie something like oh you're you're more than capable of handling carrying on the work on on your own so he's not really concerned about that it's just you know it's desperation this is the one thing that could help him out um that he can see and he's gonna take it he's gonna try it but but isn't he he because we learned in saw three that he never fucking trusted amanda Right? In Saw 3, he was like, no, fuck you, Amanda. You're an idiot. <laughs> like, you remember these movies a lot better than I do. Oh, jeez. So part, part, part of Saw 3 was a test for Amanda to not kill the wife because he's like, hey, Amanda, you keep killing people in your traps. You're bad at this. You're doing this wrong. Okay, so, he set a so trap maybe, maybe this is before he made that realization on that front. And like, oh, Amanda is ready on this point. And then sometime between this movie and Saw 3, he thought to himself, okay, Amanda, you're, 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 doing, you're doing some stuff. That's true. Maybe you're that's when he goes back. Maybe she goes back and kills Adam while he's in Mexico. Maybe that's when she goes and kills Adam. Because like, yeah, remember yeah. she stopped kid Adam when he was left in the uh, in the bathroom at the end of the first one. Uh huh. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> um, I don't Yeah, know. something like that. That makes sense, though. But yeah, that's the first half of the movie at that point. Um, oh, there's also a kid. Uh, this, this is important. There is a kid who is just on the complex and he really likes soccer. Was he the actual son of um, he, Parker? He was, a, or? he was the son of the groundskeeper. Who okay, I don't know gotcha. where the fuck he was in that second half of the movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like it would be interesting if he came in at some point. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that would have been helpful. Um, but actually, uh, we, I think we need to talk about as well. Uh, Dan, what is the poster for this movie? <laughs> let's let's it talk is... about the, the poster for this movie. So it is in, in, in the opening scene, I think at some point the an editor or an executive was just like, hey, it's 50 minutes and there's no gore. We need to go ahead and include some sort of trap in the first third of the movie, the first act, um, or the audience is going to get lost. Um, so basically, um, after John's been diagnosed with his cancer diagnosis and he goes on in and just kind of wanders around the hospital, he sees a young orderly stealing items from a patient who is unconscious. And John just thinks up an idea of it in his head of this orderly being strapped to a chair and big, two big tubes are basically attached to his eyelids um, in a suction fashion. Um, And the whole first trap plays out in John's head. And then after the trap ends, it's just, oh, nope, it was just a dream all along. And the orderly puts it back after he sees John and John goes, good choice. But yes, the poster is that guy in the two suction cup tubes looking up, and they're crossed together to look like an X. Uh, so, did first, I guess, like, how do you feel about first the the trap? Because I think I think it is the most creative trap that we see in the entire fucking movie. Uh, how do you feel about the trap? And also, how do you feel about what they did to us? I guess the bait that they gave us. 
Um, the trap was fine. The only thing I would think of is just like really just broken fingers is the other one. Those can heal. Um, mm. I would just crank the dial all the way to the right at once to get right? it all the way because the kid is just like, okay, so basically uh, the way the trap is placed is that the his right hand is placed with a bunch of strains or like uh, hydraulics or something like that. And there's a dial on his left hands and the dial is numbered through one through five. And each time he presses that turns the dial, it breaks one of his fingers. It just pulls it back. Um, and basically he has to go all the way through. Otherwise the tubes, which are suction tubes, they suck his eyeballs out of his head, um, which I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not sure the physics of that, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's that. But what he does is he does each finger individually, one by one, as it breaks. And yeah, if I was in that trap, I would just be like, "All right, fine. Um, you know, use it or lose it." I mean, those are they're good. I, I'm a video gamer. I work a lot on my computer. That's going to suck for a while, but not having my eyeballs is going to suck even more. <laughs> so, well, it's um, weird too because like he does like one at a time, and you, yeah. it's like like I, I don't know if maybe there's a restriction. Maybe he could only do one at a time. He wasn't doing fast enough. But I feel like what I've noticed, I feel like in this movie a lot, the time frames gives people is insane. And, like, I, maybe you can't turn it all at once. Because I don't know, like, why you would, like, you know, would you rather, like, draw out the pain by doing one each or just, like, I feel like even, no matter what you're doing, I'd rather just fucking rip it, rip it you know, completely yeah, rip it. it's like a band-aid. Rip it yeah. off. Break all your fingers. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. I liked I liked the part of this trap to a degree because it was, like, he had, you know, sicky fingers, so he broke his fingers. That makes sense. You can't seal if your hand's broken. So, like, is it an extreme? Yes. But is it, like, a survivable, not very complex task to free yourself? Yes. Right? Like, not a crazy... Like, I think that's that's one of the better traps in the movie for me because it makes sense for what's going on. It's mm-hmm. like a... It's a just punishment. It's not completely fatal. It's not like you're going to... It's not like you're killing yourself to survive because, you know... Um, but then did you... Did you did you feel it was kind of cheap or lame that he that it was like uh, you know all uh, in his head kind of thing? How did you feel about that? Um, yeah, I felt that was a little bit cheap at that point. It, it like I said, it felt very much like a somebody realized, oh shit, this is a saw movie and there's no gore in the first forty minutes because every other saw movie has started with a trap mm-hmm. um, at some points or at least the majority of them. Have. Well. So it, yeah. it did feel pretty jarring. It didn't feel like a saw movie to start off with, honestly, except for, like occasionally you'll see a little diagram of the. Uh, notebook of a trap in um, Jigsaw's notebook or something like that. But um, yeah, it, at that point, I was just like, okay, that's exactly what it seems like. I also love that idea that this is in Jigsaw's head because, like, I, I was thinking about that when it, when it was happening. I'm like, this is like Jigsaw's, you know, again, this is supposed to be between the first and second movie, I believe. So I'm like, this is a very complex trap for this guy who's like, here's a fucking saw, cut off your foot. And he's like, now here's a suction cup eye mask. <laughs> <laughs> like, so when it was yeah. revealed that it was in his head, I'm like, is this just what he thinks? Is he, like, constantly coming up with these crazy ideas? And he's like, ah, fuck, I can't do that. I guess just give him a fucking saw. All right. Actually, <laughs> like, I like that idea. I like that idea of just, like... Because, again, this is a very character-driven study, so this is kind of a little um, viewpoint into his head. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess I like that. But in the, it, it just felt very clumsy in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't know. Too much else in the first half on that front. It, it is... Yeah, I, I like the first half. I really yeah. did. Um but when the second half starts, that's when he kidnaps everybody. That's when he gets Amanda. Um, and basically they help each other out on that front. So they're kind of tag teaming this together. And that's when we have the four traps. So those of you who haven't seen the movie, I'm sure you may be listening to this to kind of view the traps on that front. So let's go over them together. Right. Well, five traps. Five traps, yes. Five. With a twist. Ooh. So well, the very first one. Six, six yeah, traps ahead. in that case. 
Uh, so Valentina, um, who was the nurse, uh, basically she is strapped in a sitting position and she has a saw, um, not like a bandsaw or something, but like a medical saw that's basically just a string that she has to use to cut off um, her leg. And then she has to use that to, um, there's like a suction device, and she has to suck the bone marrow out of her leg and put it in a weighing station. And if enough bone marrow is in there, then the trap will deactivate. If not, a big piece of razor wire will kind of move backwards and cut her off, decapitate her. Mm-hmm. Um, she does not succeed um, because she does not do it in the time limits, and that is that. So the corpse is on the ground. The second trap is going to be Diego, um, who is strapped to a chair as Gabriel. He's got some sort of contraption around his head. What's that? And I, there's a. Go ahead. I apologize. That, that was that was Mateo. I apologize. Oh, Mateo. Yes, you're uh, right. Yep. So Diego Diego is the the car driver slash brain surgeon. Yes, and Diego, he goes through his trap before anyone else does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what, what, is, what is Diego's trap? Forgot so about Diego, that one. So Diego's trap, so uh, so Diego was, was a taxi driver, who at first I'm like, that's not really that big of a deal. Like, I, I, I thought he, he just dropped the guy off. But then he actually also is the, um, he's the pretend surgeon during the examination. Yeah, he's it's revealed that he's too. basically using like a video. <laughs> they have like a, a, a um, tutorial video that they have playing to make it seem like they're actually doing surgery. Um and so his strategy, because he's the surgeon, is he basically gets, I think it's two scalpels taped to his hands, and then on his arm are two pipe bombs. And basically he has to cut through the flesh of his arms uh, to get the pipe bombs off. And he does it. Uh, Diego actually ends up getting it off and actually being the one who informs uh, for John on who the other people are. Uh, so first first person to get out of the trap, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Diego as a character. I thought he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that bad of a dude. Uh he, again, I think he's a little bit, little bit harsh that he loses his arms, <laughs> basically gets his arms fucked up. It seemed like a crazy trap, but, you know, he gets out of it, so it's cool, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm surprised he did it in three minutes. I don't know how the fuck he did that in three minutes. I didn't know how, like, how that worked. He basically had to cut through the flesh to get these wires that are in his arm off. Not cut the wires off, but cut his arm, his flesh enough to slide these off, which seemed very yeah. unlikely to me. Um, I don't know. How it's like works. it's like a claw machine sort of thing that's just like dug into his skin, so he's got to like cut around it. Um, and he has like no mobility with his hands because they're it's like it's like a forty hands, but instead of forty hands, you have uh, scalpels, scalpel hands. Yeah, and like it, it yeah. seems very unlikely. He does it after trying to run away. It's like he has three minutes. He runs around a lot and then gets him off. Which again, I feel like time in this movie kind of is played with in different ways. Um, but yeah, so that, that's Diego, and again, then he becomes kind of like he's saved. So maybe he'll come back in a future movie. Who knows? Um, I don't even mm-hmm. think he was saved. In his situation, he was basically just was an opportunist who got fucked, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like Amanda, who was, a, who was an addict, who was saved from her addiction. Uh, but anyway, yeah, sorry. Back on to Marco, like you were saying. Or was it Mateo? Sorry. Yeah, Mateo. So basically, he's strapped to a chair. Um, there is a camera that he can view uh, the um, output on. Um, that's basically directed directly at the top of his head. And he sees like the contraption around his head has a little bit of space in there, as well as there's some surgical tools nearby. And basically, just like before, because he pretended to be um, the surgeon or the anesthesiologist, um, he has to go ahead and cut off a piece of his brain. So cut into the skull, take a piece of brain out, put it on a um, weighing thing. And then if that works, that's fine too. And that leads me into another thing I kind of thought about this movie is... Valentina and um, d- 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 Matteo both um, do it. They, they they do the task successfully. They cut off their leg. They do the barrel monitor. They cut off a piece of the brain. Uh, but because they were so slow, the weighing effect didn't happen uh, quick enough. So mm-hmm. that was something. I 
think, and I might be remembering this wrong, but I think Amanda does bring this up at one point, and she's just like, uh, yeah, do we want to maybe put some more time on there? Because they're, they're doing it. It's just not fast enough. Um, well, so. and that's, that's why that's probably why I don't like the traps in this movie, is because they just, and they're also, like, insane. Like, in other movies, just cutting off your leg would be enough. But it's like, no, no, cut off your leg, and then while you're bleeding out in crazy pain, use this, like, suction thing to suck out the marrow of your bone. That's yeah. just, like, and while, and while that's happening, you can't lean forward to, like, do it better because while you're doing that, there's a, a, a very fast blade moving around your neck. So it really mm-hmm. makes it hard for her. Like, honestly, I thought she was going to get her head cut off by leaning forward and, like, slit her throat because, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, it, the, the, like, that trap, and especially for Valentina, and, like, let's be clear here, Valentina was a prostitute is from what we understand in the movie. Yes. So you are punishing a prostitute who is trying to get money to get out of this situation and who, you know, didn't do anything bad to you. She pretended to do a scan of your body. That's about it. That's literally the only thing she did. And you are making her cut off her leg and suction marrow out of it. Like, again, cutting off the leg, if that's, like, I don't know how that has to do with uh, her thing, but, like, that 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 is probably enough. It's, it's a very cruel and, like, over-the-top punishment for somebody who we almost see get raped when she gets captured, mm-hmm. right? Like, why didn't she kidnap... Why didn't we see the guy who tried to rape her and get put into a trap? Wouldn't that have been interesting as well to be like, hey, Valentina, you know, we got you for doing this, but also here's the guy who tried to rape you just a minute ago. Let's punish him for what he just did. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, I think they were just concentrating on the exact people that helped out with mm-hmm. the uh, fake surgery at that point. So they, they, were, they, were, they were micromanaging. They'll get to him eventually, mm-hmm. maybe, so... I, I don't know. That was that like that's that, that's why I felt bad for Valentina. Is like she wasn't that bad of a person. Oh yeah. Like, uh, but anyway, sorry. Let's go because I, I have I have another nitpick with the traps. But go go through explain <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we got that. Uh, the third one is going to be Gabriella, who once again was the kind of the sweet caretaker that Tobin Bell came back for with the tequila. Um, she is basically hoisted onto the sk- uh, the um, middle of the room by a chain, just kind of floating around in the sky, and we have radiation machine. Who basically like directs a, a gun, beam? I'm sorry. It's like a heat gun. Is that what it is? Uh, they said radiation because Jigsaw oh, right. was just like, "Oh, radiation is you know, pe- cancer survivors have to go through radiation or something like that, and it kills a lot of people." Blah 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 blah. Um, but yeah, they, something radiation. Let me let me double check that real quick, actually. Right. Um, but basically. <laughs> Yeah, no, she um, is basically swinging from the, the chains as this radio radiation machine slash heat gun kind of like points at her, literally melting her skin off and stuff like that. Um, and her goal is she is bound by the chain on her right hand and on her left foot, and she has to take a hammer and basically break her appendages to be able to escape those chains and fall down to the floor. Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, I was... <laughs> Yeah, kind of upset with this trap, too, because she starts with her hand, which is hanging up. She's literally got it hold up above her head, and the other one's wrapped around her foot, and she's hanging in the middle of the room. And then the Dr. Cortez, or not Dr. Cortez, um, Celia, um, is just like, no, break your um, leg first, because then you'll swing away from the radiation gun. And I'm just like, yes, but if you break your hand, you'll literally fall to the floor, which is what you want to do. Why, why do you do both? Um, and then you're on the ground, and you can just hit your leg. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot easier on that front. So that was the absolute worst decision. But I mean, she's in a stressful well, situation. Also, so if she if she broke her hand first and fell to the ground, would she even need to break her leg? Because the punishment for the trap was radiation. If she's on the ground, and she's like, all right, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to her? I guess uh, I guess the I, chain could, the chain could pull her in more because the chain on her leg could pull her in more. I guess. But theoretically, yeah. if she, if she hits the ground, then use the hammer to break the fucking machine that pulls your leg in. 
That's actually true. Yeah. Or Janet, um, you know. There you go. Done. All, nice. We saved you, Gabriella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I, I would assume they would have moved the radiation gun like they did before because she does swing away and then they move the radiation gun mm-hmm. to face her again. And it's just like, oh, no. Uh, but yeah, that's that. But she does survive her trap. Uh, she gets killed later on, but she does survive her trap. And let's see here. What other, what other traps do we have? Oh, yeah, we, we have the final trap as well. And then the twist trap. But that's it right there. What twist? Uh, yes. I, I do have a little quick little anecdote that's really, really funny. Uh, my wife's name is also Amanda. And apparently every single time she just sent me a message that's saying, you keep saying my name and I keep perking up thinking you need me. Say my name. <laughs> so she's currently reading up on the character of Amanda um, Palmer Aww. right now. So, or not, not Amanda Palmer, gosh. Amanda uh, Young. Amanda Palmer. Uh, Amanda though, speaking of Amanda, dude, her fucking wig is terrible in this movie. Yes, Sean, I was going to say that Smith's, too. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, and I, I feel like Amanda is like royalty in this in this series. But like, I like the way people feel about Sakura and Naruto is the way I feel about Amanda in this. Where I'm just like, you're the most fucking annoying piece of shit in this movie. And like every time Amanda appears, I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Like she, the second movie is the only place I can stand her. Otherwise, I hate Amanda and every movie she's in. And people fucking like stan her, and I don't know why because she's the most mm-hmm. annoying character. Like I. I wish, like, I, I, I believe it's revealed at one point that, um, what's his name with an H again? Sorry, the, the, the Hoffman. cop. Hoffman basically, like, fucked, got Amanda killed, basically. I think it's what happened. She, I forget what she did. Uh, I think he, like, he manipulated it so that she ended up shooting, um, uh, so that she shot, he somehow manipulated it so that, I think he made it, he made it seem like, um, uh, the guy from the third movie's wife, who's the surgeon in, in, in Saw 3, knew something about her. He had blackmailed her uh, into know- about the fact that um, that she was killing people in the traps uh, so that she would shoot her, which then made, which would then cause the husband to shoot Amanda. And that was, like, his trap because he's like, fuck you, Amanda, <laughs> which I love. And also Jigsaw was like, yo, fuck you, Amanda, as well. I know you're doing. Uh, so I, I hate her and seeing her in this movie, again, be that kind of, like, sympathetic character and say, oh, Gabrielle is like me. We're both drug addicts. It's like, no, no, no. You're a drug addict who killed a man to survive. <laughs> <laughs> you are insane. Gabriella is a druggie who, other than conning a guy out of some money by playing kind of a cutesy character, didn't really do anything. She's like a club scene kind of drug addict. You are a I'm going to cut a man open kind of drug addict. Those are two different things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I fucking hate Amanda. Uh, anyway, anyway, outside of her wig. Um, but so before we get into the last couple of traps in that situation, I, I have a complaint about this, yes. this movie. And I think it's, a, I, I, you know how people say that like, um, the Star Wars movies are, are, are named inappropriately. They say like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, what, what's the third Star Wars movie originally called? Uh, Rise, Revenge Rise, of the Sith. Is that right? Yeah. So people would say like, you know, oh, Revenge of the Sith should be like no sorry clone war should be the first one because the clones coming out revenge of the sith should be the second one and then the third one should be um uh phantom menace, phantom menace yeah or whatever right uh i know the, the last one should be phantom menace the one with the Palpatine coming back because he comes back in the anyway they, they they're they're misnamed and there's that thing the traps in this seemed really inappropriate to me uh because the anesthet the anesthetician or the anest how do you say that name anesthesiologist uh, yeah anesthesiologist has to um his trap is uh doing surgery right on his head but mm-hmm. who's the one who did surgery who's the one who pretended to do surgery 
Well, he does make a comment about like, oh, there is one thing that I don't give you, and it's anesthesia. So I guess they kind of related to that point. But wouldn't it make more sense for Diego to be the one to do the brain surgery? Because he's the one who pretended to know how to do it. And then the person who got radiated should maybe be the person who pretended to be able to do x-rays. And that was Valentina. Valentina was the one who pretended to do the x-rays. So she should have gotten the radiation treatment because that's what her that's what her her deal was. And then I don't know, Mateo should have had something where he had poison gas, something like that, or you know, like you know, something about that, like where you know, if something happens, you'll, you'll get poison gas. Like you know, uh, as an esthetician, you should know that if this is the fatal dose of anesthesia, so you must complete this task before you breathe in too much and die. You know, something like that. I feel like that's again, like it, it's like that's like like with the trap in five, where it's about you know working together and stuff. I think you know the the traps should match the crime. And it seemed like they had an opportunity. They give people traps that match the crimes of other people. But because they wanted Gabriella to live, they gave her the, the radiation crime. Because, you know, like, it, it, it's... Again, this movie just seemed like the traps came out of nowhere. I liked it I liked it when the traps matched what they did or what they deserved. Um, and again, like, I think, you know, I feel like a great thing for the, um, the main doctor would have been she claimed to, you know, know the cocktail that her dad invented. Have that be your thing. Have it be, like reproduce the cocktail you know inject yourself with something you have you know three choices one of these will kill you you know which one is it you know do some, something that relates to what they did to them surviving um mm-hmm. you know again you could say possibly with diego he had to perform surgery on his arm to get those things off that's fair that's fair i was thinking he's medicine for the heart because he kept talking about how the the statue of the hearts were taken out and dropped to the floor yes i was so mad they never did anything with that um well, but th- so basically this- multiple Multiple times throughout the movie is the, the Diego uh, takes the taxi back this um, Aztec statue and he basically said like, oh yeah, these Aztec people they used to rip out hearts from the people um, that they tortured and killed, and they never did anything with it. Like there were, there were no heart ripping in the movie. I want heart ripping. But but thing is, the, the call back to that and again, what's weird, fucked up with Mateo is Mateo died. The way Mateo dies is he doesn't you know he doesn't um, doesn't perform the surgery, so he gets like an Iron Maiden, but it's an Iron Maiden that has like heat coils on the sides of it, basically crushes his face into this Iron Maiden that has, like, heat coils and burns his face alive. But the outside of that mask is that Aztec statue, which, again, was Diego's fucking thing. So why is Diego not the one doing this trap? Why? why I'm is a he simple not- man. I see no heart being ripped out. I, I give a thumbs down. I, I, I Like, heart rip out, but also that. I just, it, See, it's just, you know, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, thumbs up. Saw you- X, thumbs down. You know what they should have done? They should have yeah. given a bunch of hearts that he, like, rolled. He had to, you know how they said they rolled down the thing? Like, thick bowling. He had to roll them down into, like, a, like a Plinko machine and, like, a hole. And he's like, <laughs> if, you fill, if you score five points, you survive. <laughs> roll these. It's like the Mario Sunshine level. <laughs> Just... <laughs> you, you, you constantly live your life telling people stories about how hearts roll down hills. Let's see how good you are at it. <laughs> That would be, you know, that'd be amazing. Like it's, it's just, it's you know, it's just, it's just weird. And again, and before we move, my my last criticism of traps. Before we move on to the the uh, the doctor and the ending, is okay. So we are killing a taxi driver, who again was making not much very not very much money, and you know probably got conned into doing this this scheme. A prostitute who almost got raped, and you know again is making much money. A drug addict who, you know again is not really making a lot of money. Like, clearly, it doesn't have a lot of money. It's in a good place. And then we have the vet tech guy who's the who works at a vet clinic. So, you know, he, he might be doing okay for himself. He might be okay. But the, the, the plot of this, the crux of this, this part, is a man who could pay $25,000 is torturing a bunch of people who are on the low-income, like, poverty line. 
He's like, you guys try to make money. I have $25,000 I can throw down for this surgery and to make all my traps and my legacy and shit. And I'm going to torture the fuck out of you for trying to get money. I think that's kind of a weird story of like white guy with a bunch of money tortures a bunch of poor people. Mm-hmm. and that's what i wish this movie would lean into a little bit more because again jigsaw's the protagonist but he's not a good guy and i i wish this movie or the sequels at the very least because they're they're making sequels to this one they're starting a whole new series of this um but basically i i wish they do kind of like talk about the hypocrisy of jigsaw and just all of his flawed logic because there, there's a lot there there's mm-hmm. a lot there and I hope they just don't ignore it like they did in the previous ones. So, or like John Wick and make these guys worse. Like make them worse people. Like it, again, it, it makes sense that, that, that this, this woman is taking you know the local talent and putting them into the situation. But because you know they want to have the, the sad the sad Gabrielle character that you know Shawnee's so Shawnee Smith or uh, Amanda so sad when she dies and so is uh, Jigsaw because he has a heart you know because he likes this girl who gave him tequila. <laughs> but like, I mean. I, I'm sorry, man. Like, uh, Valentino was just as innocent as Gabriella was. But he didn't give a shit about her. Even again, <laughs> even though, she, again, she was almost fucking raped in front of him. Or in front of Amanda. Like, it's the it's this weird writing that is just a really awkward situation. And I think they should have, you know, they could have made them worse. Because, you know, that's it, in, you know, when, when Xander, or his name is fucking in uh, Saw 2, the guy's fucking killing everybody. You, you, you fucking love it when he dies. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're... There are bad people that can make Jigsaw seem like a better character if that's what they're going for. But the fact that the one character who, you know, is the worst, more or less, survives mm-hmm. and doesn't get the most crazy thing. And the only thing she has to do is fight off her her boyfriend isn't really, like, that much of a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It, and I think they're planning on setting her up to be a consistent antagonist throughout this new series that they're drawing up and they're continuing on in whatever this comes on in from there. Oh, so that that's that's what I assumed. That's what I think is going to happen. I actually think I may have read something in terms of that was their actual plan. So that makes oh. it a little bit better. But yeah, I agree. It was not it, it was not a satisfying ending. I I have a lot of issues with the ending. Wait, um, so yeah, you want to get into the third act then or? I just have one clarifying question. When you say antagonist, sure. do you mean like another disciple of Jigsaw antagonist or somebody who's going to be against Jigsaw's disciples? Or I guess another, um, if they decide to have more Jigsaw, Jigsaw in between level, like 1.3.2, 2.1. In, in this in this series, in this current like iteration of Saw, Jigsaw is the protagonist um, and um, but, 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 the, the, the Celia is the antagonist in this series. Okay, so okay. It doesn't mean they're good or bad people. It just means that's what the film is kind of phrasing it as. So. Gotcha. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's go into this final uh, trap. So, right. So, so the, the end of this movie, towards the end of this movie, uh, as you mentioned, uh, that character, what was his name again? Uh, the, the dude? Sears? Uh, Sears? Parker. Parker Sears. Parker Sears. We'll call him so, Parker. Peter Parker. Uh, right. So he, he, again, he is the guy who pretended to be another patient. And after they all get kidnapped or saw kidnaps them, he shows up and is like, hey, this bitch screwed me over too. Let's fuck him up. Uh, so he pretends to be on Jigsaw's side, but when he sees the atrocities being performed, he grabs a gun and he's like, no, fuck you, don't do that. And Jigsaw's like, I said no guns. But it's basically revealed that he's dating uh, Cynthia? Celia. Celia. And they were boning, and he was just part of it, essentially. Um, so he turns around and pulls a gun on them. And, and, like, and like the most, like, oh, man way, like, uh, he basically has Jigsaw and Amanda come downstairs and they're like, Amanda, chain yourself up to uh, Gabriella's leftover um, manacle. 
and uh, uh, we're going to put Jigsaw in the trap. But to torture him, we're also going to torture this little boy who works on, who's the uh, hey, soccer player. Back. Yeah, because he's just yeah. And like, so the boy boy is just practicing soccer late at night, which, you know, obviously these are impoverished people. Maybe he just wants to get out of the house or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, they basically see the little boy outside. And then Jigsaw has this whole moment of just like, no, not the boy. He's an innocent. But sorry, continue. But, oh, okay. He's an innocent. But I'm going to go sick. Uh, uh, what's it? Zeb to go fucking kill the doctor's family, his children and his wife. <laughs> because the, if he doesn't cop his leg for me. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Jigsaw, double standard. Uh, but um, uh, anyway, so like again, this is where we get the Celia becomes a cra- crazy horror movie villain because not only does she fucking stomp the life out of Gabriella, but then she decides to chain this boy up to a trap. Which again, we don't really get that she's an exploitative person, but she's not like a malicious person in the movie so far. And this just makes her, again, this makes her like crazy comic book villain so that jigsaw can seem like a better person right that's 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 yeah and this was this was the mask off moment and honestly i i kind of bought this like yes they do ham it up but remember this this is a woman who is literally scamming people out of their life savings for a hope um that they're going to live like these are terminal patients she's scamming out of that's in terms of shitty things to do to people that's pretty high up there yeah I mean, I, I agree, but but I still think the difference between somebody, you know, it's the difference between an active killing and an inactive killing. And I, and I think people who scam people out of money and scam people into situations where they will die on their own are not the same people who would actively stomp a life out of somebody. I think those are two very different people, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I just, that seems like a leap to me. Okay. Like, like Jigsaw doesn't, doesn't really kill people. Right, he he doesn't want to kill people. He won't kill people. Yeah, he'll let, he'll let them kill themselves. And I think you know he has that same line. And that's kind of what she's doing. She's letting people kill themselves to a degree. I just think that that's a crazy change for her to go from that. I don't know. Uh, and again, just to kidnap a random kid outside just to torture this guy because again the kid wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Not like she's taking revenge on the kid for any reason. It's yeah. literally just like, hey, Jigsaw, you you don't like the kill. You don't like the death of innocence, right? I'm gonna kill an innocent in front of you. That's that's literally her logic, uh, which is crazy. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about the trap that she puts him into? Yeah, so basically the trap at the very end, it is um, the kid and Jigsaw are kind of strapped to chains, and the chains pull them down so they're laying flat on basically this metal bed, foot to foot. Uh, feet to feet. Um, so the boy's on the left, um, Jigsaw's on the right, so their feet are facing each other, and then it rises up. There is a one lever by each of them, and um, Jigsaw goes, no hala, which means don't pull in uh, Spanish. They, they established this early on when Jigsaw helps fix his bike and learns the word hala. Um, but basically, Jigsaw pulls the lever and starts getting waterboarded with blood. And they learn that if the boy pulls his end, the bed basically tips um, at a 45-degree angle towards him, and now the boy is waterboarded with blood. And if Jigsaw pulls it again, then it's pulled on in back and forth um, on that front. So that's basically the entire thing, just constantly waterboarded with blood. And I think I know the question you're going to ask, where did they get all this blood? That is a lot of blood. How did you know? That's a lot of blood. I'm assuming pigs? Given the way the series okay. loves pigs. Yeah, Slaughterhouse somewhere on that front. But even then, it's just like gallons and gallons and gallons of the stuff over and over and over and over again. So it just it felt like a lot. And like there's no end of the trap either. It just keeps on going. No, there's an end. Uh, oh, there is? Yeah. What was no, the end? You, you just have to survive until all the blood's gone. After a while. Really? Yeah. That, 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 that was literally the trap. You just I had... thought 
You just had to survive. No, they, they just they just survived it. That they won the trap, quote unquote. I thought the money trap triggered that trap from stopping. Okay, nope. maybe I'm just an idiot and I didn't hear that. Okay, gotcha. No, so so that 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 was it. They they just won the trap. I guess that, that's why I interpreted. I interpreted that, that that was the only trap. It was the seesaw of greed. I don't know what you call it, but that was the trap, which is insane. If I was fucking Valentina and I was like, you just have to get waterboarded for a few minutes and you just have to switch back and forth and take turns or turn your head to the fucking side, Jigsaw. Jesus fucking Christ, man! <laughs> turn your head to the mm-hmm. side, uh, like. I mean, that, that, like, Jigsaw clearly was like, all right, all right, I'm going to leave this one trap here in case I ever get trapped in one because I know I can survive <laughs> this. Like, I don't know. That was like, that, that trap was insane to me. Like, I, again, I could be wrong. You could be right. Maybe they, they triggered it. But I, I could have, I, but I believed that they, they won because then it lowered them back down. Yeah, like, I think you're right, honestly. Now that I'm thinking about it more and more and more, I, I agree. Because I think that the 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 money trap was a contingency. I think the original plan was for Zier's and her to be in that trap, for Zier's mm-hmm. and her to be the ones in there. Uh, again, which is like as long as you explain the trap, if he was like, "Here's the game, it will come down," but are you still pushing up to pull it? And you're like, "All right, guys, count to fifteen. Count to fifteen. I'll switch back and forth." Done. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. easy, and it's not even count to fifteen. You 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 can push it back, so you you can one person can control it if they want to. Well, originally, because Jigsaw knew that this... Uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name either now. Uh, okay. Parker. Um, <laughs> no, not child. Parker. Um, Parker and Cecilia, he knew that they were working together. So from the moment that Parker showed up, he knew that, okay, this guy is going to eventually betray me. So I think this trap was originally intended mm-hmm. for Cecilia and Parker, which would fit with Cecilia's kind of selfish character arc in terms of she's going to go, no, I'm going to go ahead and pull the lever and I'm going to let you drown while I survive this trap. Um She's never going to work together with him on that front. Because I remember do thinking at this point, I was just like, well, if this was meant for Cecilia, why are there two? And then, like, at that moment, Cecilia says something like, oh, why are there, if the trap was meant for me, why are there two? And I'm just like, ah, ah, you got me, you got me. And then the twist happens. So, and let me do the, yeah, go ahead. But even with that, if you think about it, the only person, the person who survives that is the selfish one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the trap's over, theoretically, right? Like, his, his rule is that if you survive the trap, you get to go, right? Yeah. He's, he was like, Gabrielle gets survived. Don't fuck with her. So what what is it teaching Cecilia yep. in this scenario if she and just is like, as well, I'm going to kill my boyfriend. I kill my boyfriend and I'm out. Great. Like, what? What a dumbass trap. <laughs> yep. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, but that's when the twist comes on in. So... Parker and Cecilia, they go back up to the control room, which Jigsaw was observing them through the entire time. And as they look on up, they grab their bag of money. Whoops, it's on a pressure plate or there's some sort of trigger on that front. And then they get sealed in the room and poisonous gas starts seeping on in. Jigsaw not only knew that she was going to betray them, not only knew that they were going to work together, but they also knew that they were going to put the money up in the bag in the control room and they were going to seal them on in poisonous gas that like is acidic it starts affecting their skin starts seeping into the room and the only escape is a hole that only has enough room for one head to stick themselves out of um for breathing so basically cecilia and parker fights uh parker has this whole moment was just like oh no i can't believe the chick i was banging would betray me like this oh no and then of course he gets stabbed with a shard of glass and cecilia um basically is screaming at jigsaw as I, I hate this ending. So 
As this is all happening, Jigsaw wipes the blood out of his eyes, looks at the boy who has just, you know, been kidnapped, seen a whole bunch of corpses scattered around, died in horrific ways, has had literally gallons of blood dumped on him in a waterboarding life and death situation. And the kid smiles and he's just like, thanks for saving me, Mr. Jigsaw. Gracias. And then Jigsaw gives him all the money. That yep. Cecilia Khan from everybody. And then he's just like, ooh, mucho gracia. And then they walk out together into the sunrise at like this big happy moment as all this is happening. And I just, it was so cheesy and melodramatic. And it was, yeah, I, I, I hated this ending. It was, it was dumb. But also he's like, I'm so pissed you took my $25,000. I'm going to give it to this kid. Like yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, again, maybe that's a great story of Jigsaw being like, hey, maybe instead of using my money just for personal gain by trying to save myself or, you know, making crazy ass traps, maybe I should be giving money to people who need it. Well, wouldn't that be a great story? He turns to philanthropy. He's like, you know what? I was going to make this crazy, you know, this thousand dollar bear trap and set up and like buy out this giant uh, abandoned building and retrofit it to have poison gas and piles of heroin needles and weird wrist blades and shit. Maybe instead of doing all that, I could just give my money and help the poor. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that would be a great way for me for me to become a poor. After, after murdering a bunch of poor people, maybe that's what I could do. Uh, mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, I don't know. I, and I, I will say, um, the trap the, the trap at the end with Celia. So again, you, you established it. This gas is, like, caustic to the skin. Yes. So how, how does putting your head out of a hole save you? Uh, you don't breathe it in. Mm-hmm. But the rest of your body apparently is, like, heavily, heavily disfigured. So I'm assuming when Cecilia shows up in the sequel, she's going to be, like, a really disfigured body. And just, like, I don't know, maybe she has a bunch of prosthetics or some shit like that. And that's going to be her creepy little villain look at this point. That's what I'm assuming. Well, it's weird, too, because Zier's, like, face went fucked up real quick. Hers did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think they could have taken turns. I think this could have been another Saw 5 thing where it's, like... If you just take turns putting your head through the hole and taking deep breaths and going in and out and in and out, you'll be you'll be you'll be a little bit burned and shit. But you'll at least survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like that was also an, that was also an option. <laughs> like I don't know, they didn't yeah. they didn't want to pursue because they get it. They're both selfish, and I, and that's I guess the thing. Like both both the um, uh, both the seesaw trap and the uh, office trap are both um, s- testing selfishness. But again, they also like. They're not traps of the individual. It's not cut off your limb, cut off a part of your brain, break your hand. It's kill this other person. And that's, that, that's always what kind of weirds me out about Jigsaw is I feel like in a lot of his traps, a lot of them aren't uh, do a good thing for yourself. But like, again, Amanda's first trap was uh, kill this guy. This guy is fucking drugged out of his mind on the ground in front of you. Cut him open, take a key, and that's how to save yourself. So mm-hmm. you're creating a victim for you to survive, but that victim doesn't get a chance to survive. You know, that, that, that victim mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't have a chance for redemption. And that, that's what, like, baffles me about his traps. And again, like, about, like, a lot of, like, I actually really like Saw 1 because, like, that is a question of, like, hey, if you want to survive, you have to do something. If you, if, you know, if you, if, if you guys don't cut off your legs, if you don't do this, um, something bad's going to happen. But by doing nothing, that's your choice. Doing something's also your choice. But, you know, the result is, is you in the end. Break your leg, get out of there. Great. Don't break your leg, you die here alone. But a lot of the traps that also happen around the series are like, kill somebody. Or 
save this person. But this, but saving this person, you trying to save this person, they have no way of stopping this from happening. Only you can. And that takes away their agency to save themselves. Um, and that's what really kind of ruins Jigsaw for me in the franchise is that I feel like if it, I, if it was this moral idea, his, his moral push, and like even, you know, even if slightly skewed, if they were all traps of the own person's design where they have to get through some vice to survive, that would make a lot of sense to me. And that would be a great, you know, that, that would push that idea of growth. But the amount of casualties who come out of this who are not uh, involved in the game or whose life depends on that they cannot control really kind of like knocks him down as that kind of like anti-hero villain character. And I think that, th- that these last couple traps, this this movie really exemplifies that for people who just yeah. really are put in a shitty situation where he even has that moment with Amanda where he talks about redemption. She's like, she's sad that he might die because she's like, you might die, you know, you're like my father figure. And it's like, but he's don't don't rewrite history here don't you know don't don't gaslight us we've seen what he does and this movie really is that kind of gaslighting i I think again it's for um you know this is a reboot ween and as we said you know this is saw 10 but this is also a reboot in the sense that like Mm -hmm. they're going back in time they're rewriting the character of jigsaw to make him this altruistic character that he really isn't um and that's honestly the only only part of me that really sits badly with this movie um, anyway, uh, my rant's over. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no. I, I think my favorite part about the ending, though, is when they leave um, and like walk out into the sunsets, and they decide to go see a movie together, and they decide on the 2022 T West uh, movie Mia Goth X, and then the, the <laughs> screen fades on, and they saw X. I have been waiting days. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> took me all night to think of that joke. Oh, that, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, though, actually, I will say, I'm really disappointed, actually, in this movie. Because, I'm sorry, when you have a movie called Saw, you have any movie that ends in an X, you got to copy Jason. I want to see this movie go into space. And Jigsaw's up there <laughs> making fucking traps. And he has nanomachines uh-huh. now, you know? Yep. Uh, but yeah, instead of the character needing therapy at the very end, the kid needing therapy at the very end, I do have one question for you. Um, mm-hmm. And this is not something that's usually in our front, and then we'll get into the sequel, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, what is the horror movie scene? And it could be from Saw, it could be from any other horror movie that, like, just makes your stomach churn. Like, in terms of gore or just the way it's structured, that sort of thing, what would you say is, like, the most... Hmm. disturbing part on that front uh, i have mine if you need some time yeah you, you go first okay so this is not a horror movie actually so maybe i'm kind of talking about that uh you ever see crank yes do you ever see crank 2 high voltage no, i have not i i know a little bit about <laughs> it but there, there, there is. I mean, it's basically the same as the first movie. But there is a scene where one of the mafia, or uh, I, I don't remember, gang, something like that. The bad guys who are after him, they like have some sort of like crime syndicate, um, and basically they don't get Jason Statham or don't, don't kidnap Jason Statham for whatever reason. So the mafia crime boss is just like, "Oh, we're going to go ahead and have to do your punishments." And this this is an absolutely ridiculous thing because it's a ridiculous movie. But they give one guy a knife and then take off his shirt, and he has to like slowly cut off his own. Oh god, I heard of oh god. Uh, yeah, but the, the the thing about this scene though is just like not only is it slow and like a massive close up the whole time, but like it's so long. And then afterwards, you're like, oh god, thank god it's over. 
<laughs> the crime boss goes, and now the other one. And you're just like, no, movie, take mercy on me, please. Now, now the question uh, But no, they do that. Was this punishment for the henchman or for Jason Statham to watch? For the henchman. For the henchman. Yeah, not Jason Statham. <laughs> this is just some random henchman. So, uh, but yeah, it was... Um, yeah, that 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 was the one scene, and honestly, it was almost comedic just how long they set on that scene, and just the whole okay, now do the other one. Like they they knew the audience was squirming and would hate it, and they decided to revel in it as much as possible. So that that's probably the one scene for me that just kind of stuck out. And as I was watching Saw, I just remembered that nipple scene, and you were like, ah. And so for me, honestly, I, other than like you know, again, gro- gross like rape scenes and in, in like horror movies and stuff like that, yeah. Because uh, th- th- those are like a different type of soul-crushing uh, sadness. Uh, but um, I, I, for me, I think it's always going to be Achilles tendon. And it, like, and it, it, yeah, I, it's yeah. weird to say. Like, I'm trying to think of what's the worst um, Achilles tendon. Hostel one. had one. Uh, yeah, Hostel had one. Uh, uh, House of Wax had one. Um, Pet Cemetery. Uh, Evil Dead. OG. Uh, that's pencil. But I, I think it might actually be. Uh, What's the one where, where like literally scissors come out and cut the guys? Uh, uh, is that? Is that hostile? I don't remember. It's been so long since I, I, I think that, that happens. Also, I think it also happens. I think in um, I think it's actually honestly for me always in uh, House of Wax. Every time I see that, I'm like, oh, mm. uh, I don't know. I, okay. I can just okay. viscerally, I can like viscerally imagine that so much, and it's just oh, uh, ugh, it gets it gets me. Um, but Dan, actually, that brings me another question for you. What what uh, you know what. What trap did you like the best in this, and what was the most like, visceral for you? And they can be different; they can be mm-hmm. the same. What, 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 what okay. was probably you? Um, yeah, I think the eyeball one at the beginning, even though that was a dream sequence, I think that was probably the most creative trap out of all of them. Um, yeah, the final two traps—the the, the the gas and the waterboarding, bloodboarding, or whatever it is—that those those didn't do anything for me. Radiation was kind of boring. Um, yeah, really, the only trap that I really liked was the Valentino one with the cutting off her leg and doing the bone marrow thing. Uh, that was the only one where I was just like, okay, I'm kind of squirming at this one. Hmm. Um, everything else was just either, like, I don't know what radiation feels like, so I can't really, you know, relate to that at all. I don't know what being having my brain picked apart is like. I can't really relate to that at all. Um, so I would say probably the first trap. I mean, theoretically, your brain has no feeling. So once, once you get the head cut open, you're good to go. Yeah, you're uh, good. Uh, but again, like, what a weird trap because you basically, like, have the, risk, have the risk of just, like, destroying your mind. Uh, it's just insane. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so actually for the first trap, I was actually kind of disappointed that it was a suction with the eyeballs. I expected like some sort of acid or something to come down the tubes. Or it also reminded me uh, too of like the old medieval torture technique where like they took a rat and then they put it in a metal bucket and then they mm. put the back bucket up against a, the back of somebody and then heated up the bucket so the rat would be forced to burrow through the body. I thought it would, might do something like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, because I was those wondering if like a needle's going to come through the tube at them, like shot the opposite way, you know? Because I thought... The eyeball thing just seems so implausible, but anything coming down towards their eyes would have made a lot more sense. Or, you know, like acid that comes through his eyes and you see it come out of his mouth. That'd be, that'd be yeah. like a cool visual. Like, that'd be like a fun one. But again, it's painful. Uh, but again, a crazy, crazy fucking punishment for a guy who just was stealing some shit out of a, out of a cabinet, out of a drawer. Yeah, like, and I think that was just a little bit more... I don't know, just visually it was almost comedic. It was just like the yeah. flump, flump, and I'm just like, uh, okay, I can't really relate to that. It, it, it was just missing something visceral, visceral if Yeah, they well, the fact that they went into like a little container. Little like, this movie yeah. had a lot of little containers. He was really into like... <laughs> That's true, actually. He was like, hey, not only do you have to do this thing, but I'm going to take this party and put, you know, put your marrow into this marrow device. Put your brain into this brain holder. Put your eyes into this eye little socket bucket. Like, 
there's a lot of just like weird kind of shit like that. I don't I don't know like who designed and the they would have survived if that table that that little thing wasn't there. Like they all did the task, they just didn't do it fast enough and put it in the container fast enough. So well, and like I wonder too with the guy who uh, who was doing the brain matter, couldn't he have just like dropped the skull bit into there? I was thinking that too. Yeah, like like because Jigsaw, like yeah, you you would see that he cheated, but like the trap would still theoretically stop, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, just wait. That was it. We had, when he dropped on the floor, I was just like, "Come on, man! I will, I know you have a piece of your brain missing, but come on, man!" Yeah, like I, I, I don't, know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just like the traps in this one. Too. Like I think that's that's my biggest. Again, I, I don't dislike this movie, but I think this to me this is one of the, the weakest trap movies. And that that that's saying something when the only trap in the first one, other than you know we see flashes of Amanda's and flashes of the guy lights up some fire and flashes of the guy to go through went to the razor wire. Other than those. The biggest trap of Saw One is two guys sitting there and talking. Essentially, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that's I that that's why the movie I think is strong to me. It's that I, I think that it is makes her a stronger movie. The dialogue and like again, two of them kind of go insane. Like, and you know, five has the or six has the merry-go-round of death and stuff. And like, those are creative ideas. And these are just so like kind of boring. And I don't really care that much about the characters. And they seem unfair. And it's just kind of like. But not in the Amanda way where it's unfair because Amanda made fucking bad traps. It's just, like, unfair for, like, what they're asking them to do for for the crime they committed. Um, and, you know, and just in general, survivability. Uh, I don't know. That's just... That, to me, was just... I don't, really, that's, again, that, that's why the second half fell for me. Uh, which, you know, should be the more exciting part of the film. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of any, any other things... You know, the final questions I have about this. Uh, are, are, yeah, should we go into, really our, cl- into our, our, uh, our sequel segment, as we call it? Absolutely. Not, so, it, sequel to Saw X. I think they've set it up decently well at this point. So I think they're going to kind of continue be- the, between the first and second movies, this little mini plot right here. It's uh, the ticket inspiration for Metroid Prime. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what is your pitch for the sequel here? All right. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't know what that was for. So, I'm going to balls out so uh i'm gonna say what i want for this sequel to be is you know okay so it's i'm gonna retcon the other movies that's cool uh because fuck them you know you're rebooting it you're already (laughs) you're already retconning things fuck them uh so i want this sequel to this movie uh to actually be um uh oh my god here we go okay retcon them jigsaws so my retcon here is gonna be that we learn, uh, say, at the end of Saw, Spiral, uh, whatever the fuck Saw movie is, uh, is that we learn that um, Jigsaw is still alive. Jigsaw didn't actually die. Uh, the thing where the guy killed him with the axe or whatever, I don't know, somehow he survived. Let's, killed him know, with a saw, Andrew. Gosh. With a saw. You know what? It, it was, was ironic. Double. That's it why was, they named the movie that. <laughs> it, wasn't actually, it wasn't actually Jigsaw. It was some other guy. All right, anyway... My thought here is that instead of Amanda dying and all that shit, some you know what uh, multiverse shit. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> I, we're, we're going to the Saw multiverse, and um, you know, you know, Battle World or um, the original Secret Wars, where basically all the superheroes got transported to a different land oh, yeah, to, yeah. to Battle World to fight it out. So I want that, and this 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 will be Saw X two in space. All right, 
Aliens see what's going on in the world. They're, this is my this is my uh, my device for this to happen. It's gonna be a regular Saw movie after this, but basically, aliens see what's going on. They see the Jigsaw killer. Maybe it's like Jason X, where they're looking back at killers from the past and they're like starting like, oh, Jason, he killed these people, and they're like, oh, look, it's Amanda and Hawkins, whatever the fuck his name is, and uh, blonde guy from Jigsaw and Jigsaw himself, and they're like, and uh, guy from uh, Spiral, and they're like, you know what? We're going to fuck with them after they fuck with people. And they, like, reincarnate them. I want to see them from the universes, whatever. They get put in a Saw game. I want to see them go through Saw. I want to see them go through traps. Kind of like uh, what happens in Saw 3 and in Saw 5 and Saw 7. No, 6. Where it's, like, a series of traps they have to get through. But I want to see them go through them. And I want to, But I want them to be based and they have to survive on the traps that they made. Uh, so mm-hmm. that way, again, it's, it's tying to the characters to what they did. And it will be, like, you know... And, again, like, that's... I want I want Jigsaw's punishment. I want Jigs. I want it to be somebody turning the tables on Jigsaw to be like, "Hey, man, like you know, your thing is that you got hubris from what you did, and you thought like okay, again, maybe this enough. Maybe this isn't a future uh, battle world situation. Maybe this is just somebody kidnaps Jigsaw and puts him through it. And again, this could still happen in, in the continuity. So maybe uh, Cecile, what's what's the main woman's name? Cecilia. Cecilia. She captures Jigsaw, so she knows about what happens, and maybe it takes place after Saw Two, so that way Saw Three can still happen. So we have the Saw 1 traps, the Saw this movie traps, and the Saw 2 traps. And she kidnaps him and she puts him through his own game. Just to be like, hey, it seems like a lot of the, the, the uh, situations you put people in are showing that you don't value their lives. Because they're unwinnable traps and they're fucking people over. And you're not actually taking this seriously. You're not here to actually save people. So I'm going to make you go through these same traps and see if you can come, come out a better person. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that, that's my Saw. It's going to be him going through traps that were set up by her based on traps he committed other people on. That and, is actually my <clears throat> suggestion for that one as well in terms of Cecilia captures him, maybe a few other people that have found out she scanned him over the years, and basically Jigsaw has to go through his own traps. Maybe Amanda's there as well. The only thing about that one is, you know, because the continuity of the series, we know they're going to survive, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to add a little bit more character development. Maybe, like, Cecilia and Jigsaw can, like, go back and forth in terms of their own moral quandaries and just kind of make it a little bit more philosophical in terms of hey jigsaw you're a fucking hypocrite with all this stuff and here's why and then jigsaw says well this is that this is that so that's what i'm thinking and what could be cool is that have amanda in there as well it's to have amanda and him inside trying to get out and obviously you know like you mentioned you know they'll they're we know they're not going to die but you know maybe throw some some uh uh fodder in there you know people to die but at the same time and i keep forgetting what's what's the cop's name uh, Hoffman. Hoffman. And have, also uh, anesthesiologist. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Uh, so, so, so have it be them inside there, but also have it be Hoffman on the outside trying to figure it out. So that way you kind of get the classic Saw thing of the detective, you know, the detective's trying to figure it out and people on the inside. But in this case, it's Hoffman trying to save Jigsaw and Amanda, and it's Jigsaw and Amanda going through the traps. And since this is the prequel to Saw, this is going to be a prequel, this is 2.5 before 3, we get to see Jigsaw witness Amanda's kind of descent. We get to see him walk, talk to her, and interact with her as they go through these traps, and maybe push people into traps who are with them, and be like, "Yo, Amanda, that's not how we do this. You don't fuck up people's traps." Because maybe she, you know, sabotages the traps so they can escape, they can die, and that's and you know that will push us into this idea that because again, in three where it kind of comes out that Jigsaw is knows that Amanda is fucking with traps uh, and not doing them right, that's kind of like a, a twist. But if we have here, we see him start to realize that, and that's where he's like, "Oh shit, my my protege is fucked up." That would be a great. That was how we see that happen over time. And again, we get to see. We know he's going to live. We know man is going to live. We know uh, 
H guy is going to live as well. Uh, but, you know, we get to see him trying to fight to save them. And, they you know, that actual desperation, they get to see really why he uh, he likes Jigsaw. Because, you know, we get we get the kind of the after talk of, like, oh, you know, he saved Jigsaw. And, you know, after he uh, he killed the guy who killed his sister and Jigsaw's like, come under my wing and I'll help you out. And, but, you know, maybe kind of show how that means more to him than, you know, than just that. And, you know, so it's his desperation to save him. I think that could actually be great. That would be a great way to, again, not humanize his characters because they are terrible people, but show that they're, how their values kind of pursue. You know, like, mm-hmm. sh- show Jigsaw's humanity by seeing what, like, how corrupt and fucked up um, Amanda is. And that that would be the way to show him for me as, like, a reasonable character. Like, he goes over the edge here, right? Because he's been wronged. But we kind of see him get tempered by seeing how crazy she is and being like, oh, fuck. I was going over the edge. I'll admit that. And, like, maybe have him say that. Maybe him say that. Maybe, like, you know, I fucked up. These people did not deserve what I did to them. And that can be, like, a thing he says. Like, you know, I'm really valuing my life. Probably shouldn't have killed those poor people for just trying to get some money. Maybe not the right thing to do. Um, I could I could apparently just blow $25,000 and be fine with it. You know, maybe I was being a little bit harsh on them. Uh, mm-hmm. And that could be his kind of realization while seeing Amanda just be like, no, fuck them. They deserve to die. They, you know, stepped on a crack, broke their mom's back. I'm going to stab them in the face. Like, you know, like have that be his tempering, which then leads him to Saw 3 where he's kind of in Saw 3. It's kind of a reasonable dude to a degree where he's like, you know, like, yeah, I kidnapped this guy's wife, put a shotgun collar on her but my goal is for her to live i didn't i didn't think she was gonna die you know that she was supposed to live and then her husband was supposed to live had he not shot amanda uh after had had amanda not shot his wife that that would have worked out well uh but things kind of got fucked up because hawthorne or h guy fucked with that i don't know that's yeah. that's my pitch and i like it actually now that i said it so uh call me Lionsgate uh or twisting emotions <laughs> whatever your names are now i will I will make this happen for you, and that's that's a great in between. You're welcome. Uh, but Dan, Absolutely. how about you? No, I I actually that was exactly pretty much what I was going to say as well. You obviously took it a lot step further, but Cecilia captures Jigsaw, puts him in a trap. Maybe Amanda could be there as well. I do really like the angle of just like this is how Jigsaw and Amanda kind of have that rift and divide pop on up, which we kind of saw in this movie, but just kind of continuing from there. So. I think that is the natural conclusion in terms of where the series is going to go. They're definitely going to make a sequel to this one, I feel. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens then. Maybe that'll be uh, next year's movie. So Because they, they, at one point they were releasing these movies once a year. So, Do you think we can get them to call it Final Fantasy? Big fa- Saw X2? <laughs> Saw X2. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love that. I, that would be hilarious. Because that, that, that can be the X, the X trilogy. X2, X3. And then people be like, wow, is this the last stand? I love that. <laughs> at the end of Mando we'll, we'll, we'll get Dark Phoenix powers <laughs> there we go and then like 10 years later they're rebuted and it's the exact same thing and it's still awful but yeah <laughs> alright cool well yeah well thank you so much for listening uh, once again this has been Permanent Screwheads Talk Horror uh, thank you so much to our opening theme song that is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story you can get that off the album Children of the Corn uh, we are in the middle of reboot reading right now if you haven't listened to our last episode on Children of the Corn that is up you can listen to that one and Find out what a terrible, terrible movie that was. Uh, Coming on up, we are going to go ahead and see the new Exorcist movie, most likely this weekend. So we'll go ahead and uh, put out the next episode next Thursday. And then finally, we're going to go ahead and close it off with the Pet Cemetery uh, one that came out as well. So we'll go ahead and look on that front. Uh, Again, you know, I I, I realized, I think it's actually poetic that we're doing um, The Exorcist uh, Believers. Because if you recall, our first episode was... Halloween 2018 by Mm David Gordon Green. And our 100th episode will be another reboot by David Gordon Green of The Exorcist. It's another reboot, revitalizing a franchise. 
uh, which theoretically this is, a, I think they all said this is the sequel to the first one because it has some characters from it. And so, I mean, and it's another, you know, Blumhouse, David Gordon Green reboot of a classic franchise. Uh, so I think that's, it's, it's, it, it's like uh, destined to be our 100th episode. So I love that. So 100%, hey, this is our, yes. this is our 99th uh, and next one is our 100th. So that will Perfect. be a lot of hours of us talking into microphones. Yes, yes, yes. Good stuff. No, I think it's poetic. It's it's poetry. It's rhymes. There we go. Evil dies tonight. Gosh, what a what, what a oh line God. that this person. Do you think that they'll say that in this? Like, it, it's a great. I hope like, so. Right when he's like Pazuzu, evil dies tonight, <laughs> and the Pazuzu's like, yep, your mother sucks cocks in hell. And I, like, what is what's does 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 Michael say anything like that? And does Michael? No, 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 he doesn't even catch what I'm saying. Just deep breaths. I don't know. Uh, anyway, oh my god, maybe she, maybe Pazuzu will say that as she's stabbing somebody. Evil dies tonight. I don't know. Evil dies tonight. Oh, I hope so. Dude, I hope what if she so, just turns but... and looks at him and he's like, imagine the scary thing and she looks at him and goes, Halloween kills. It's like, ah! <laughs> That's what they call um, that. Actually, uh, final bit of news. Did you hear that um, they're they're optioning the Halloween rights now? Uh, good. Yeah. I guess lines. I guess uh, Blumhouse didn't want them again, so they're they're optioning them again. I forget. I think it's Universal uh, wants them. So like, uh, we're gonna get another fucking Halloween reboot at some point. <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna be. I think I think like I don't think it's. I can't imagine doing another Halloween like having another movie called Halloween. I think they've got they just got to roll a season of the witch. I think that's what they got to do. They got to reboot that because like mm-hmm. I, I I can't see them doing like what balls do you have to make. We're bringing Michael back again, <laughs> like after they just got fed to a wood chipper at the end of a terrible movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, no. What they're going to do is they're going to repeat it. I'm like, oh yeah, that trilogy never happened. We're repeating it again and once again. Where the only the first movie is the only one that really matters. So, yeah, that's how we go. No, but we'll actually, see on that front. I want, them, I want them to just do it and just be like, no, 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 guys, fuck everything else. Cult of Thorn is back, and just have to, like <laughs> lean really heavily into the Cult of Thorn. Just have it be about that and be like, remember that time that, Ripe, that Michael raped his niece. Yeah, canon. <laughs> like, and it's called Halloween whatever. Fuck you. And Paul Rudd right. just comes into it and dances around. <laughs> yes, and he looks exactly the same as he did. Yep. All right. All well, right. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, everybody else, uh, be sure to check out our next episode on um, In Reboot Ween, Exorcist the Believer, our 100th episode. Oh, my God. We've been doing this for four years now. Fantastic. Thank you all so much for joining us on our journey. And we'll see you then. In the meantime, stay groovy. Bye.